0: Welcome. New podcast. First one of twenty nineteen. It's a new year. New episode. Um this week I got a guest who I've known for probably like three two years, three years. But I met him at QBP and then now we've kinda he goes to the same school as me, so we've hung out and just got to know each other a little bit more. So you wanna say what's up, Aaron? Introduce hey, yourself.
1: What's ever uh, what's up everybody? Yeah, I'm Aaron Oberg and uh Yeah, me and uh Ian we kinda just met through QBP talking about motivational speakers yeah that was pretty wild yeah i mean i don't even know how the conversation started but i remember i just asked you what you were listening to and you're like yeah i listened to like les brown and like tony robbins yeah it's like oh my gosh yeah same same here wow that's why you see me so like pumped up all the time at work not like (laughs) yeah it was crazy
0: (laughs) i don't yeah i don't know how the conversation started either but it was funny like we just started talking to each other about motivational speakers and other like videos that we listened to like Mulligan Brothers and some other people that are YouTube channels that are motivational, but that was wild.
1: Yeah, and then it just kinda clicked. Mm-hmm. And then I saw you at uh, Normandale. Yeah. And then yeah, just immediately became friends.
2: Best buds <laughs> ever since.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, right. Well it's got the the same wavelength, the same personality, you know, they just kinda like vibe and just like coincide but so you, you've been doing a lot of different stuff like I know it, you did the uh, window cleaning stuff for a little bit and you've been working on music or some other things on your own and you also write a little bit
1: yeah I I have my um I, I do a lot of different things at Dabble um but yeah so the window the window cleaning or window restoration was with my cousin and I was just helping him out because he just started his own business and so that was like the big thing is just helping him out helping out family mm-hmm Um, and then with music, I actually got super into that last year with one of my best friends. He, he's like a musical genius and he just kind of, it just comes naturally to him. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, I'm kind of trickled down talent from there. Just him teaching me his ways Yeah, and then kind of picking up on anything that I can.
2: What kind of music is it? Like, uh, it's
1: like rock and rap. Okay. Yeah. Like playing instruments or
2: kind of like producing it on a,
1: um, both. Okay. So he taught me guitar and drums, cool. and then i kind of teaching myself how to use the music program that sure. we have, which is Logic Pro. Nice. Yeah. Advertisement in there. <laughs> um, a, yeah, there's the one
0: song that you showed me that was really good. It sounded like... It was kind of like 21 Pilots kind of vibe. That one that... Um, yeah. That one was really cool.
1: Yeah, literal. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that that was a lot of fun to make. Um, I, I was on the ukulele for a little bit, um, <laughs> but... Yeah, then he he kind of took over cuz he's he's a lot better at it, but yeah. Yeah, it's a good time.
0: So, uh let's talk about the writing a little bit too. I know like you've used that for an outlet for a while and like is there any other stuff that you use to kind of like yourself or get it like refocused and get that energy back?
1: Um so yeah, I songwrite write and just kind of write in general. Um it kind of my my writing for my uh for my outlet kind of uh I can't even think right now, um, turned into songwriting just because I was like, all right, maybe I should put this in a way more, like, poetic form Mm -hmm. instead of just jotting down everything that's on my mind. And then, um, yeah, and then it turned, uh, I used to draw a lot, and it kind of evolved into writing instead of drawing. So I have, like, full sketchbooks full of just drawings of just random stuff that, like, whatever I was thinking about, that's what I drew Mm -hmm. and stuff like that or what I wanted to keep my mind off of.
0: How old uh, were you when you were doing that?
1: I think I started, um, I don't know. I was doing crayons first, so <laughs> yeah. probably around that Call time. Pencils, pencils. Yeah. And, and that was last week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But But, uh, yeah, so. do you? Uh, this is
0: completely off topic, but do you remember those when the crayons or Crayola came out with, like, the big-ass box that had, like, a sharpener inside oh, the yeah. box? Oh, yeah, That was the cool one yeah, to have. Whoever kids. That. <laughs> yeah, whoever had that.
1: Whoever had that was, like, the leader of the group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're just like meteor crayon sharpened <laughs> but yeah so yeah the, there's that um i i think my favorite thing to draw was like sunsets i don't know what drew me in about like that landscape feel mm-hmm. but i'd always just like do mountains and sunsets and just like fields and so
0: when was the last time you saw a sunset
1: ooh, <laughs> um i think it's, i can't even remember it's been cloudy in
2: winter this um, is true okay, yeah. I thought that was like a joke I was like <laughs> yeah. I, I see sunsets all the time I don't know if it's like Something that you Like miss or whatever Like yeah. do you go to bed At like 3 o'clock Or what's going on Oh yet? yeah No we oh, like yeah. It's a fair point I
1: usually go And like actively Like go to some place right, To right. like watch the sunset And then I was like Okay
2: yeah. yeah But yeah Like what what's sort of Your inspiration for drawing that Do you have Like a scene in your mind By the time you want to start Or are you just making it up As you go
1: Oh I have a scene in my mind Like okay. just right away It's like It kind of I'm like sketching it out In my head pretty much and so i think my inspiration for that is just like um something in the sky that's beautiful that not everybody appreciates Mm -hmm. but it's still like there and it's like i I look at it as like an oil painting most Mm -hmm. of the time like at least when i see it myself instead of drawing it Mm -hmm. it's like it just looks like a painting to me have you ever done paintings uh i used to i just don't buy like all the painting that i would want to get is like super expensive yeah
0: Is that how you go about with your writing and making music, too? You kind of have a pre-idea, or like a vision of what how you want it to look like in the end? Or do you just kind of start and just like, let's see what I can do or come up with today?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, music is a lot different in that way where um, when I'm writing, I don't really know what I'm writing about yet. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like I try to attach myself to the emotion that I'm feeling to kind of get the most pure writing out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, how I do that is so first kind of leading up to it, I like look up different vocabulary words just so I can articulate myself a little bit better in order to get kind of like the most pure form of how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And so then I'll just like write down something or like I'll sing a melody in my head and then write down what words come to my head. And then, then I try to connect it.
2: Yeah. That's something I've personally never been very good at is like articulating words into a song. It's like Mm -hmm. I can sort of write some lyrics and I can write a melody or something Fairly catchy, but I can never put it together, and yeah. so I think that's that's really cool that someone yeah. can do that. Yeah, like, no, it, that's I like, think that's I the hardest part.
1: That, yeah. yeah, it definitely is. Just mm-hmm. like knowing what words to put with what notes.
0: Yeah, and how to make them coincide.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I I love it. I like I never th- thought I was gonna like music this much. Just because five years ago I was like I could not hold a beat at yeah. all. Like it was it was a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Oh, uh, let's talk about, you've had like a bit of a crazy last year. I know you, you went through a bunch of different stuff and like you're going through changes with with yourself and you moved a couple of different times and now you're back in school and kind of doing your own thing. So talk about that. I know it was a very stressful time for you and you're just trying to figure things out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, do you want me to talk about the situation I was in first? And, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So I got a DUI last, um, last April in Wisconsin and that was quite the experience just because like there's a lot of different things. And I think my biggest struggle with that at first was kind of knowing who to blame. Mm. But then like through just kind of meditating on it, it's like, it was my decision to get behind the wheel. It was my decision to do that. And although it's easier to go and like blame the cop or blame the situation, it's like, it was my decision. I could have avoided it in a lot of different ways and I just need to live with that. Mm. Having that acceptance. Exactly. And so when I lost my car for six months, I had, I needed to rely on people, and I didn't realize how hard it was for me to rely on different people at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, but then w- once I learned, I was like, I I need somebody to drive me somewhere. Like yeah. I can't just be taking Uber everywhere. Yeah, and so then, accept not only accepting the responsibility with my actions, but also then taking the next step in asking for help with my mistake. Mm-hmm. And so, my parents helped out a lot, and they showed me a lot of love, and I. Appreciate them to like the ends of the earth for that yeah um because she i mean my mom pretty much drove me to work and like that's not the that's pretty much that's super embarrassing to like like, like, be just driven to work at 22 years old mm -hmm. but it's like this is is my like penance or this is my punishment
0: well how did that so transitioning back like i know you were super excited to get your car back and finally like have that independence again how was that was it
1: just like oh it was it was amazing like first time i got in the car I think a week prior I just like went into my car and just like sat there for an hour. And I was just like, all right, well, soon, get soon. acclimated again. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, because before that my car was just like my comfort zone. It was like any time I was in there, I was either listening to podcasts, I was listening to motivational speakers, just I was relaxing. listening to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and I used to go on a lot of um, long drives yeah. because Same I lived here. in St. Paul driving to Bloomington. Oh yeah. And I that commute every single day. Mm-hmm. It's about 84. like a half an hour. Yeah. So a lot of my free time was spent in my car. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was good to get back into it. But
0: So what did you do with during that time when you didn't have a car and you had to figure all this stuff out? Like how did you go about, you know, asking people constantly and like getting over that, you know, finding that like, I guess.
1: Uh it was really hard cuz I mean me, my uh, my nature is not to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not really sure where I got that, but it's like I try to do everything myself until I absolutely can't, mm-hmm. and just to kind of know that I I can't wait that long, that I need to ask for help before I absolutely need it, mm-hmm. and then um and like everybody that I like they they understood and like my mom she hadn't personally been through the situation, but I've had older brothers that have gone through the situation, and so she she knew it, and when I told her first the first time I was like hey mom I got DUI like. And I'm gonna be losing my car. Yeah, like I was expecting her to just like start yelling at me, like Rail call me a dumbass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, "All right, what do we do from here?" And so it was very like I I was not expecting that loving response from my mom. Right. And so that was like amazing, but um, yeah, was relying on people and
0: um. What do you think was the the biggest thing that you learned out of the whole situation? Like, what what did you take away from it that you, now can you use like in you know this year and years to come whenever something like that happens?
1: I'll plan your night out um, <laughs> and a good take responsibility for your actions. Mm. Um, I think that was a big thing. And then, oh, um, well, one thing I did learn while going to Normandale. So I was living in Bloomington, and I was walking to Normandale every single day because I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. And so I think the biggest thing I learned with that is. Some, like what you're defining what obstacles are and defining like what your goals are. Because mm. I could have definitely seen walking every day as too much work and like, all right, I'm not going to go to school because yeah. that's too much work. But to kind of see it as, all right, Aaron, how much do you want to go to school? Like, do you really want this education? Are you going to walk a mile to go and get an education? And that's that was so empowering because then every day I was just like, this is how bad I want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I took two years off of, um college and then i'm coming back how bad do i want it
2: yeah was there ever a sense of like fear after it happened everything happened was there like
1: uh, a little bit it was like a lot of um more less fear and more like irritation and embarrassment like and to tell people i almost. can't yeah okay. like a lot of disappointment just because like if i'd meet new people and they'd be like hey like let's go hang out and it's like well i can't hang out because right. I got i can't drive mm-hmm. And then, they'd like, I'd have to explain the situation over and over again. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of saw that as kind of as my lesson learning just because it's, like, getting your license taken away is one thing. But I feel like that, like, learning and sure. kind of learning my lesson yeah. through that.
0: Did you, after explaining yourself so many times to new people and whatever and, like, going through those emotions, did you – was it getting easier, less embarrassing to talk about, or was it still just as hard?
1: Uh, it got a lot easier because yeah. I just was like, this is – this is is. me this Mm -hmm. is me like take it or leave it Mm -hmm. because um at first i was like oh wow people aren't gonna like me because you did this yeah i did this and i look like a dumbass. like of course you don't drink and drive like that's Mm -hmm. everywhere all over the media right like you just don't do that Mm -hmm. and so but then eventually people just kind of understood they're just like yeah all right like that's i'll come pick you up
0: (laughs) yeah it happens yeah yeah i remember um I don't know what weeks it was, but I used, like we used to set us time. It was like 7.30 or something. Yeah. Like, we'd be at school every morning. I don't know. And you would walk every day, and yeah. it was wild because it was super cold or raining, and you would still show
2: up and just be like, geez, dude. It's funny you say that, Ian, because I remember certain times in high school when you'd bike in a blizzard, and <laughs> that's, I don't know, like you come in, and your face is like beet red, and it's like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, that's so... Well, yeah, that
1: was in, you, you kinda of take it to the next level. Yeah. You're just you and your brother are just like every day to work. You're just like, Yeah, it's it's uh, ten degrees out but we're still yeah. still biking to work.
0: <laughs> I don't know. For me it's more I do it like I I have a choice. Like I have a car and a license so I can drive if I want to, but I like the idea of kind of what you were talking about earlier. I like the challenge of the goal, you know, it's like how motivated am I to bike in these conditions and get to this place on my bicycle and with all my stuff or mm-hmm. you know like go get groceries when it's zero degrees and
2: snowing it's you find it as like a test for yourself or yeah i think
0: maybe it's like a little bit of challenging myself and my you know what i'm capable of in just a raw real sense versus using all the stuff around us you know being as self-sufficient and i guess you know reliant as possible
2: okay it's pretty
1: rewarding too yeah just walking like i feel like you're it's way easier just to drive and -hmm. like That's fine. It's quick and easy and you don't think twice about the journey. Yeah. And then, but if you bike, there's a lot more time to think about it and like working hard. And I feel like there's a lot more. There's also the
2: benefit of getting in shape too. I mean, that makes you feel (laughs) better anyway. So yeah,
1: that's true. And just like the more you give, the more you get. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you give that much more work, you're going to get back way bigger reward mentally, not necessarily in real life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is real life though, I think. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, I'm like a tangible, like a tangible reward. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Would you, I think that's really, Uh, that's another good point. Like whenever you're, if you are walking or biking somewhere and going from A to B, it's, you have that, Um, you're more present, I think. And you like, when you get to the destination, you're like, wow, like this, I went from there to here. And it was just a matter of like my own human power and my own like thing versus just getting in a car and turning the key.
2: Yeah. There's a lot more thinking time too. Like, did you ever have like, what was your sort of daily thought on your bike ride or walk to school on these days? Did um,
1: on my um, walk to school, it was um, uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts, just kind of like fortify my mind every mm-hmm. time I'm going to school, and so that was good. But anytime I wasn't listening to a podcast, um, I guess I was thinking about people in my life, like who I appreciated the most, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like just kind of just going through everything, thinking about what I was gonna do that day. Um, what I thought about the day. Um, it gave me a lot of time to think about my, my mistake I made with mm-hmm. drinking and driving. And so I think that was really good, just kind of like let that fester on my mind. Cause I mm-hmm. think that's where I got most of my like realizations about the lessons I learned. Mm-hmm.
2: You Kinda, didn't really let it fester. You were very constructive with it. And I think yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cause yeah, it, it would have been easy to become resentful. Oh, just yeah. Be like it's like, yeah, you know, I barely was above the limit. Like mm-hmm. I didn't. I shouldn't have
2: gotten that big of a ticket. Right. Like he should have just let me off. But it's right. like I shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. Find all the reasons why you shouldn't have. But then, really, yeah. what's that doing for you? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. how does that help
1: me? What? How does that teach me to be a better person? Right. Exactly. Because it already
0: happened. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it just will think- eventually just rob.
0: I think a lot of people get caught up in that whenever something happens that they don't like or that don't agree with. And they sit and think about all the reasons why it shouldn't have happened or why it's, it's not their fault and why whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like it happened. There's nothing you can do about it. So let's take it as it is and mm-hmm. move forward. Yeah. But it's a very hard skill, I think, to overcome or understand. Um, I want to talk a little bit too about gratitude because I know I'm sure you probably notice that after like getting back in your car for the first time, you're like, "Holy shit, I can drive!" <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, gratitude. Yeah, I'm very grateful. Um, I guess no. Repeat the question. So like, what do, what do you got? Just, I don't know. Like, just
0: talk about gratitude. Gratitude. And, yeah. Um, do you, how do you practice it, or how do you um, engage in being grateful on a daily
1: basis? Um, I or try to be. Do you? I try. I try to look at the small things. Um and try to be grateful for the small things. Cause All the I small know, things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Insert Blink he yeah. 182 here. <laughs> I might do that. Are we gonna tag them? <laughs> 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, just being grateful for the little things, because I think then that builds in like a snowball effect to be grateful for the bigger things and notice that, like I, I just like I'm grateful for my shoes that mm-hmm. are getting me from place to place. I'm grateful but the money that I'm making and the mm-hmm. school that I'm going to, cause it's very easy to overlook a lot of that stuff that like, and I don't necessarily think like, Oh, other people don't have this. It's more like, I'm thankful for this because this is like a blessing to have mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, like a house to stay in, all this stuff, like really good food that I can pick from. And it's just like, I'm just thankful for it. Sure. And so then that also just builds into bigger stuff to be thankful for. And Oh being thankful is really powerful because it takes your mind off of yourself and it really puts you into a good mindset of like either it's not about me like I'm like putting my it's not about me it's about the things things in my life that are good mm-hmm. and so it really i don't know it really helps you clear your head and like because you can't be thankful and angry at the same time It's yeah. really hard like have you ever tried that it like it's really calming to be thankful for something
2: I'm just trying to think of the combination of those at the same time yeah that's that's a tricky one yeah Yeah. like
1: by um in like in your like head it's like almost impossible yeah yeah but yeah because
0: they're like polar opposites almost yeah it's kind of those same things like if you have really can you be severely depressed as well as insanely happy like can you can't
1: do it yeah 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 so that's 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 what i get out of being grateful
0: all right that's cool uh, I want to talk a little bit about happiness because it's the make happiness podcast. So we got to do that oh, Yeah, every day with you in happiness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe, we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll have to talk about sadness. Yeah. I still want to get a pessimist on here. I think that'd be fun to talk to any so
1: pessimists nice. out there. Yeah. yeah. Calling all pessimists.
0: Um, no, So where do you get, where do you get your happiness from and how do you, you know, where do you get your energy and that kind of thing? How do you stay happy throughout the day and like find that happiness in such a shitty world?
1: Um, yeah, it, it is a pretty shitty world. Um, I, I get my happiness just from day-to-day lessons. Um, I try to find a lesson in everything, and just because it really is. There's lesson in every situation, and you can look at it as a tragedy or as a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I, I just put myself in the mindset that there's something for me to learn here to be a better person. And I get a lot of happiness from that, because then there's no situation I can't overcome, because it's just a lesson to be learned. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so that's a lot of where my happiness comes from.
0: Like growing and learning more.
1: Exactly. Yeah, If you're, because if you're not growing, you're dying. <laughs> and so yes. like that is. It's one of like the, the yin-yang things. It's like you're either doing this or you're doing that. Um, well,
0: even if you're growing, aren't you dying at the same time?
1: No, no I don't think so. No, th- I don't more think that's what works. More in the sense of works. not
2: staying still. You're not stagnant. You're not moving yeah. anywhere. Because if you're so. stagnant, you're, you're actually dying. Yeah. Well, it, you're it, not it, keeping up with everything else yeah. in a sense. Like you're not. I'm just yeah. being a devil's advocate yeah. or, like,
0: yeah. pushing it. Shut up, Ian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, keep doing it.
1: we we got to have this debate. But, um, no, it's uh, – yeah, so happiness. I like learning lessons. And then just always going towards a goal. I like – I'm a pretty ambitious person Yeah. at heart, just like with, with the goals that I have. And it can be overwhelming sometimes but just to know that I'm eventually going to be there and putting in the work just really – it really drives me every day. giving gives yeah. me a lot of meaning, which results in happiness.
0: You also have a lot of crazy ideas. You've told, like, business ideas. You're, there's yeah. endless amounts of them, I feel oh, like, yeah. inside your head.
1: Yeah, it's constantly coming. I, I started <laughs> writing them down. Um, I think one crazy one that you, you gave me some wide eyes for was this Spider-Man uh, suit that I was telling you about. Oh, Yo. let's hear this. Yeah, so, um, so there's this company... This is also being patented, so nobody can take it. Um, <laughs> so there's this company called Gecko Skin that they sell tape that has like the actual like kind of the biology or the the makeup of what's on geckos. Because oh. the geckos they can hold like three times their weight as they like climb up walls, and it's not sticky. And so they made this tape where they you can put it on and it like holds for a really long time, but when you take it off. There's no like adhesive still on There's there. There's no residue left yeah. over. Okay, wow. And so they were able to take like a square foot piece of tape, put it on a window, and then hook a chain onto it and put like three forty five pound weights on it. And it was able to hold just like right on the window. And then when they took it off, it just like slipped right off. And so I was so Pretty what cool. I'm do going with this is buying a bunch of like skin tight like uh morph suits. Or- yeah, exactly. Like, um, kind of, I went towards like the karate era just because there's like padding and stuff like that is a lot more skin tight, mm-hmm. And so I'm going to either find a way to get that tape on my clothes and then be able to climb like Spider-Man on walls and stuff. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. And so it's that, yeah. So I'm working on that. I already have some of like the paddings. Um, I think Echo skin still has not send me this stuff
2: but um that's insane that's kind of cool like isn't it i never would have thought about that i don't think like that's what would you do if you could do that if i could do that if you could climb walls where would you climb where'd you go first because you can doesn't mean you should ian yeah (laughs) but what about the ifs i don't know i i don't know i guess i'd feel obligated to swing around the city and save people (laughs) yeah first thing yeah (laughs) they'd make a movie about me and i'd be a (laughs) millionaire dude i don't know classic but that's really cool that's honestly really cool i can see that being used for like military reasons
1: that's what i was thinking i was like that's Special officer going to call thought, me
0: out. First thing I thought of was, like, window washing. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're up on the
0: skyscrapers, like, yeah, I'll just it's like ride climbing it. up Dude, the wall. Just riding
2: the squeegee down perfect. the building.
1: That'd be perfect for, like, hospitals, like, just up with Spider-Man and go on, like, kids' windows and just, like, wash their window. Yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be my dream if I was in a hospital. Just, like, Spider-Man's washing my window. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. Someday.
0: All right. Uh This is going into... <clears throat> Kind of the same realm of, like, ideas and uh, business and entrepreneurship stuff. Why do you guys think that there's such a wave nowadays in our society of everyone wants to be creator, everyone wants to do YouTube, everyone wants to have a podcast, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, everyone wants to own their own business? Why do you think that is?
1: Um, I I really think just because of all the, the platforms we have now. Hmm. And I really, like, I don't want to – I don't think that everybody wants it. I think that there's, like, certain, like, people that have, a, like, a big talk, and they'll be like, yeah, no, like, that'd be awesome to do. Mm-hmm. But not everybody does it. There's planners and doers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so there's, I definitely think that there's a big margin of people that just are creating all the time. Yeah. And they're, like, just putting out there. And I think it's because there's so many platforms. And I don't, I don't know if it'd be, like, a new wave, but as much as just now we have the technology to actually have people put out stuff because mm. i think like everybody's always had that creative mindset mm-hmm. but now we have everyone can see it everybody can see it everybody has like the inspiration maybe they were like told they can't when they're younger but now that they have this platform it's like okay there's like this is way easier now to make music draw pictures put them up there do yeah. photography the access is easy yeah way easier and mm-hmm. so i really think that that's going on and um yeah i, I think it's going to keep on coming yeah. I, I don't think it
2: has any plan of stopping What about you, Eli? Yeah, I mean, like you talked about YouTube and all that stuff. And so I thought about this and I was thinking, you know, there's these social media platforms that like, for example, like Vine, who blew up all Mm -hmm. of these young kids that are like our age and they're, you know, sort of in a sense, self-made millionaires because of their, you know, comedy skits or something on these like six second videos. Yeah. So guys like the Paul brothers have these massive houses that they live in with, friends and they have, they drive these super fancy cars and people see that and they want to sort of be a part of it, f- some, figure out a way to do that as well.
0: It, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. Um I, I was, when I was writing this question, I was kind of trying to think of my own take on it, but honestly, I, I think part of it is the fact that, that you were talking about how we have so much access and everything is a lot easier to get our hands on, but I think it's also now know that there's so much content constantly pushing out and everyone can see what everyone else is doing. This also relates to Eli. It's like they can see everyone else's lives and everyone else's stuff and all those materialistic things. So people have this idea that like that's what a good life is. Mm-hmm. So if someone it runs their own business and this is what they're doing, I want to do that to mm-hmm. get to that level.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting because I mean, in the last like 20 years, I feel like a big wall has been lifted with the whole social media. Like before, mm-hmm. like tw- plus, 20 plus years ago, it was like five big businessmen that decided what was in the media, what music was being put out, what TV shows are going out. True. Like who is famous. Yeah. But now it's like there's no middleman. Yeah. It's, it's just, just it's just the internet. People decide game. who is famous and who's not. Mm-hmm. And so it's very like almost like mob rule in the, in the sense because anybody can make music and if they like it and they're able to put out their stuff as far as they can, people will see it. Mm-hmm. And if it's good, then it will blow up. yeah. And so I think it's a lot more pure now where the best are getting out. And I think one of the things that's happening as like a kind of first is because everybody is getting out there, the people with the best marketing skills are the ones that are getting big. But now I think it's going to be filtered down to only the best are big.
0: I think um, on kind of the flip side of that, I think – social media and instagram in specific has a little bit more walls up too just because we they always put out just their best you know picture perfect stuff no one puts out a really grainy gross looking photo when they're super depressed or have no makeup on or whatever and even people say oh hashtag no makeup it's like you're, i can still see you're wearing eyeliner yeah. it's like one you're of those using
2: facetune yeah <laughs> some sort of editing is involved yeah. whether it be physical or in the so,
0: yeah, people always put out just their best bits and their best parts of their life on the social media. So it's a very cookie-cutter life. And I was talking to one of my friends last night about this, and it's like people lack, I think, um, the idea to be more raw and put out the stuff that they don't want to put out. Like if you posted stuff about, you know, what you are going through last year with drinking and whatever, it's like, you know, I'm assuming you didn't really talk about that or post about it. Oh, no. I yeah.
1: mean, I don't, I don't really post about it very much as it is. But, yeah, yeah that's... It's it's weird because, yeah, you don't really want to talk about it as you're going through it. And I think yeah. that's a big mental thing with a lot of people. It's like, why would you want to talk about it? Or, like, you don't talk about the success of a problem while you're going through it because you haven't, like, succeeded and you don't want to, like, give yourself terms and conditions for failure. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'll tell you, how like, how I made it through when I make it through Okay. and not before that. And so, I mean, and also, like, yeah, with the everybody just kind of putting their best out there. I mean, I almost think like we we do that anyways naturally. Like if you like talk face to face to somebody, people always put up like some sort of facade or some sort of shield as it is mm-hmm. before kind of like layers of trust until you get to know them. Yeah.
0: I I yeah, I definitely see that. But I from my whenever I'm putting out stuff or making content with my writing or whatever, I like to just put out whatever I have, like whether it be good or bad, you know, some people will like some stuff and other people will hate other stuff that I write, but it's like, that's what I was feeling at that time. That's what I was, that's what I was going through. So why not give it out to the world? And they're like, well, you're this happy person. Like why are you talking about depression and, and all these other things? And it's like, cause that's what I was going yeah. through. So that's what I'm going to talk about.
1: And I think people love that. Like the just the rawness, like when people see rawness, they, They, like, gravitate. They can see it. It's very relatable. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it's something that we may not see in others, but it absolutely is real. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about you only ever see the stuff that people post. Or, you know, if you see them, they're probably not talking about all their problems to Mm -hmm. you. You know, they they might come to you in confidence and they'll bring that up to you, but they're not always just blurting out all their problems and things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, people definitely
1: notice rawness. Like, they they can sniff out what's real and what's fake on like different people's profiles, whether they're being real or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think the more popular you get, like there's so many different like models on Instagram where it's just like, you can tell people only follow them because of their looks. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of sad because then they, I think they have way less of a, chance to express themselves in the way that they want to mm-hmm. just because they might lose followers yeah or they, stuff
0: like they that. have this like idea that they have to be this person and they have this is what they have to post because yeah. that's who they are
1: yeah what the, the, it definitely leads to some narcissism too so i think mm-hmm. being real on social media really protects yourself from narcissism because it's like This is like, I'm giving you like what's inside of me.
2: People see you as one thing and then that you can't change from that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's like I'm giving you the good and bad. Mm -hmm. Take it with it, Mm -hmm. what you want.
2: But then at the same
0: coin of that, it's also really hard for the person putting that out because they can be super self-conscious and it's really hard to be them raw selves because some people aren't going to like it and some people are going to bash on you. And it's like you have to overcome that battle as well to be okay with not everyone's going to like your stuff and being in that
1: vulnerability i guess is the right word yeah and it, yeah that it, it takes a lot of like personal strength mm-hmm. just because it can be looked at as weakness mm-hmm. and people can interpret it as weakness like wow like you're depressed all the time like what's wrong like you have a perfect life it's like
2: and then you like that can like get in your mind and you're like oh my gosh like mm-hmm. yeah what am i doing but that's one person's opinion who doesn't see your whole picture yeah they have no business in saying that unless they're really directly involved with your life and it's like I'm I'm just thinking of a commenter on like a YouTube video or something like that, saying like the horrible stuff that YouTube comments do yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know the picture. They see the five minutes of the YouTube video or whatever. Yeah. They don't see anything else besides that. Right. Mm-hmm. And like,
1: I think that's another, like, that'd probably be the negative side of how many platforms we have for people is that not only do you get all this good content, but then you have a voice for everybody that yeah like, wants it's, to just it's very oversaturated yeah um. but uh, so then i guess that's something to just know that like anybody can say anything mm-hmm. and they they don't know your response and if they were face-to-face to you they probably want to say it right and then like not from like a kind of like macho like they want to say it but like i think people are a lot more empathetic to people's emotions if they can you know, see them if they can see you right like they they just won't say certain things they can get context to be like okay mm-hmm. this is how you are as a person but when they just see, like, a video or something or, like, read a post, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm just going to say this. words on the a page to them or Yeah, this is like the that. tip of the iceberg. I Right. Had, like, I had a shitty day. I'm yeah. going to do all this stuff.
0: It's like the first layer of the onion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, um, so I wrote about this, like, a couple weeks ago in my journal, and I'm going to... I might post about it later but I want to rewrite it. So I was talking about attention and uh, emotion. Oh, and I think attention and emotion are one of the two most valuable things that we as humans can give and receive to other humans. Cuz that is I think the ultimate, you know, gift. If you give your full attention to someone, you're giving and you give your full emotion. It's like that's showing your own trust, showing your uh, connection with the other person as well as being able if you're receiving emotion from someone else it shows that it gives you value and if it f- makes you feel whole as well as if someone's giving you your full attention when you're talking it's
1: like
2: that makes you feel good inside as well yeah you give you're giving them your time mm-hmm. which yeah. is limited to everyone I yeah
1: think. and that's like the one of like the most expensive currencies is time and i mm-hmm. feel like people I, I heard this thing that like if you're want to show appreciation for somebody don't send them an email send them a letter because subconsciously we like see that a handwritten letter that took a lot more time and you oh, just sure. like you put your emotion into that and people may not be able to articulate it but they understand this took work yeah. and i think wrapping presents is the same way i was thinking about that around christmas it was like when you wrap your present like versus putting just in a trash bag and give it to somebody yeah or wrapping same, a newspaper <laughs> yeah it's like it's the same concept but like knowing that somebody put a lot of work and thought just to give you a present, mm-hmm. right?
2: Like people like keep letters some... and stuff like that. People yeah. Don't oh, always I, keep I emails have. and stuff. Yeah,
1: I have all the letters I've ever received, at least like personal letters, yeah. not like bank things. Yeah, I also like. have. <laughs> I have also. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: yeah. Notice from the bank, you're yeah. uh, fifty in the hole. I'll, I'll
0: put
1: that in the paper. Paper basket. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that's another. I want to talk about your Venmo thing a little bit later, but. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so this relates to talking about the emotion and tension a little bit with social media too. It's like, it's so hard because everything is so quick. Attention is so small. It's like getting that emotion out and getting that attention across to people can be really hard because people are just like next, 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 you know, it's getting that getting that attention from people and getting that emotion from people is a really hard thing to do. I think in this world of instant gratification. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And also i think like with attention just kind of focus on somebody and that i mean that goes with attention i'm just um, like um expounding on what you said yeah it's like when you give somebody attention to kind of give it give it to them not like what like what you actually see just kind of taking them as the person and not what they're putting up kind of knowing that like you you're a person you like have meaning yeah and talking to them in that way and like a lot of people are thrown off by it like if they're not used to that sometimes they can either feel threatened or something like that because mm-hmm. they've never experienced somebody talking to them in that such way and they'll get, mm-hmm. like, uncomfortable. Yeah. But, like, if you talk to them for a while, they'll, like, get out of their shell a lot.
0: That's what I've noticed with me and talking with women and just new people in general. Like, people get overwhelmed with me because I'm so raw and honest and real sometimes. It's, like, I'm, it's a lot because people are, like, whoa, like, you're, I've, like, I've never met someone who's like that. And yeah. It's, like, that's just who I am. Right?
1: And I think they feel, like, a certain level of, like, they want to reciprocate. And so I think that's a lot where it becomes uncomfortable. It's like, oh, wow, you're being really raw. I don't know if I can match that. Yeah. Like, I'm not used to that. Mm -hmm. I can't match your rawness. Yeah. And so, but yeah, it's interesting. Everybody's interesting. Like, if you talk to somebody, they'll tell you something that nobody in the world knows. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like, I approach everybody with that kind of mentality that like you know something that nobody else knows mm-hmm. and i i want to know it like uh, you, can, you
2: can learn someone from everyone yeah, yeah that's why i really like these podcasts because you know when we start out things are kind of like we're feeling it out because yeah. we don't really know where it's going but yeah we get off into these little tangents and stuff like that but and we're able to really find out more about each other like i i you know we'd work together i yeah. didn't know anything about you right. and now I'd, i feel like i would known you for a year all right that's right back at you. yeah
0: no, it's really cool. And going to that same thing, it's really cool, like talking to all these different people on the podcast, just like learning about all these different things because everyone has something different to offer, like you were just saying. So it's cool to get the different perspectives and see what other people, you know, have their ideas on and what their views are about certain um, situations or topics. But yeah, cool. All right. So this one's kind of a little bit more random. So it's four things you can't go a day without
1: using. Who? Um, water <laughs> <laughs> alright um, yeah I, that, that was an easy one four things about using
2: oh uh-huh. question do you have any um probably playing music um you know whether it be I'm a I guess I would consider myself a multi-instrumentalist you know I don't play everything in a single day so maybe I'll pick something I'm feeling that day and mm-hmm. just have at it for an hour or two something like that and usually I, yeah, I try to do at least an hour of one of my instruments a day. So at, you know, whether that be guitar or if I'm trying to compose something on my computer, it's Mm -hmm. something that I related, not that I think about not using. It's like, oh, I have to play guitar because I haven't yet today. It's just like subconsciously, you just subconsciously. It's just something I enjoy doing. So I, I do Uh, it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's cool. I really don't want to admit what things i the four things i need every day <laughs> like i i know it's my phone but i don't want to say it's my phone yeah it's like i, I don't
2: like that answer but that's but a fair answer is. because yeah. it's so useful it's it not like it's you know people unless you're on social media all the time it's yeah. like you're bogging yourself down with that but it's mm-hmm. a very useful tool yeah. it's, you know you have a, a phone that is connected to the internet which is
1: yeah and on a network and you can talk to literally everybody yep. mm-hmm. but what i like um so i got a new phone um, and it's a lot smaller than the last one. The last one I had was like um, like a 6S Plus. Oh, okay. Um, and now it's a 7, and it's way smaller. And mm-hmm. I actually find myself on it way less, which I'm like super happy for. That's I cool. wanted the smaller phone just because it was like a like a mini TV in front yeah. of my face. It's mm-hmm. like, I can't do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was for the four things, I was definitely going to say my phone, too. Like, yeah, it, it's just our generation. I think that's our who we are now. It's, yeah how we go through and communicate and you know do your own thing with because it's endless with yeah. the internet and stuff you can learn through other people and through other videos and listening to podcasts or listening to music and because there's so much new music out there and all these other things but yeah
2: okay. that's another thing I want to bring up is I usually don't like I don't I guess I haven't really thought about this but I usually don't go a day without listening to someone talk about their life experiences in a way mm-hmm. whether it be on a podcast or an interview or well, something like that, but yeah. I, I enjoy hearing people's stories. Like, I, the the books I mostly enjoy reading are biographies mm-hmm. about people, like specifically musicians that I look up to and stuff like that. But I really enjoy hearing people's stories, so I can sort of always feel like I'm gaining something from it. Yeah. It's not always entertainment, but it's something that you can learn, I can take away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's really cool, and that's definitely uh, I've learned that. Well, I don't know if I do this daily, but I definitely. I don't try to like forcefully do it, but it's cool to hear like talk to other people about I'm definitely I'm a helper. I'm a healer. I love like if someone's going to vent like sure. I'll listen to you vent for hours. It's like I enjoy that. (laughs) I love hearing about other people, not their problems, but just hearing about their life and how can I help you? How can I, you know, make your life better, motivate you or inspire you to make a better decision or a better choice or, Mm -hmm. you know, redirect yourself like that's one of my favorite things to do.
2: If you're ever like listening to something, do you ever think about what you would say to that person? Like yeah. if you're not directly in front of them, do you ever think about what your thoughts would be? Like be like, "Oh, this is what I would say to you in that."
0: Definitely in some situations, I know, like it depends on what what the conversation is, but yeah, I've definitely done that before. I'll mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I would if I if I was there, I would say this." Yeah.
1: I kind of along the same lines. I like I definitely think about what I'd say to them. But it's like i don't know i think each situation is different and i mm-hmm. feel like when you learn about the context you don't yeah. really think you just kind of feel it you know, like you when you have like that attention like we were talking about an emotion mm-hmm. you kind of go when they tell you about their story you connect into their story you don't exactly think about you don't think about it you just like feel it yeah, right like you you know when they want encouragement you know when they like they need some sort of like uplift yeah and i think ian we're kind of on the same page with that which is like we don't miss an opportunity to encourage somebody. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's huge. And I think that's why we kind of clicked is Cause we know like we're on the same way, same wavelength for just not letting anybody beat themselves up
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and helping other people like get to that point or yeah. helping themselves. Yeah. That's cool. I definitely, another thing too, I can't go without is definitely writing like in my journal and I just got a new one and I'm so amped on it, but I saw it. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. I'm stoked. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, i, yeah, had I d-
1: still have two things to say um with the uh, things i need i need a uh, coffee so it's water um, coffee, yeah. coffee. <laughs> and um i get, like just motivational speeches um or just like talks like podcasts people talking about getting through problems and stuff like that that mm. was like such a great help i think i started listening to it at qbp like that was like when i first started getting I, into it yeah mm. the first video i listened to was um earl nightingale and he was talking about what success is and that like just blew up my world yeah and then like that's just went uphill from there that's i was cool. gonna say downhill but it's <laughs> i'm going up
2: on and an upward slope yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah anyway back to what you're saying about your journal and I, such, that writing... was it oh okay <laughs> i had nothing more to add A new journal
0: yeah i don't know um so i guess four things in my journal um what else did i say i don't know i yeah. said something Oh, well, obviously my bike my journal my bike and um talking to people i think the interaction with people that's one thing i can't go without
2: i think we all like listening to people yeah that's definitely an under
1: underrated thing to need like people don't realize how much they need to talk to people
0: Mm -hmm. oh my record player i guess my type (laughs) my typewriter my record player they're they're tied i love them both dearly dude your computer's right there (laughs) i know it it's something about it man i can't it's
2: it's, like the letter thing it's it feels more like you're actually taking it's the same thing but it's it's tangible. It's not on your screen. It's, yeah. it's in your hands when it's you're done. It's physical.
0: Yeah. And I love the idea that there's no delete button on a typewriter. So everything is so you have to think. And if you mess up or you misspell, it's like, well, then you got to rewrite the whole thing. And then when you rewrite the whole thing, it might be completely different from the first time you wrote it because now you have a different idea. Or like a different vision for it so that's always fun i love just sitting in my basement listening to records and using my typewriter <laughs> that's my happy place
1: <laughs> yeah, very old-fashioned outlook
0: <laughs> yeah man uh cool well i think we did quite a bit on this podcast talked about some really cool stuff yeah Is there any final things or stuff you want to talk about or mention oh. discuss
1: so I, I mean just the choices that you make in life i really think that they matter um, every, every choice you make means something, no matter how small it is. And just knowing that, um, I don't know, empire empowers me to just make the best decisions that, um, it's a coffee maker. It's turning oh, okay. off. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> the house is burning down. Yeah. they like all like where you end up in life starts off with the little decisions that you make and not the big decisions. Yeah. they like day to day. Like, for example, like when I'm in the car. And I like see somebody just drive really bad. Mm-hmm. I can like rage and just be like Yeah. Just hate Get them pissed. pretty much. Yeah. Or but you like, can
0: stay calm. Yeah, and, and
1: like that little decision to kind of be like, No, it's fine I think can make a huge difference because then overall I don't have that habit of freaking out mm-hmm. at just like freak like small accidents that other yeah. people make. And like, then yeah. it just
0: compounds, you know, yeah. then you make more decisions like that and more decisions yeah, exactly. like that. And, and so
1: like that mentality in the inside the decision builds upon mm-hmm. itself and compounds over years i think like,
0: that's that's a really good powerful thing is i like that a lot decisions are huge
1: yeah every single one of them. Mm-hmm. so that's that's my ending note
0: yeah well and um what was it uh mark zuckerberg i, I think it was him he like whenever when he was just starting up Facebook, he wore the same clothes every day because it was one less decision he had to think about. So he just wore the same thing every day because he didn't have to think what he was gonna wear.
1: Well, okay.
0: Because you know, I like, know it, did you ever sit or like when you're going to work or going to school, like, do you look at your clothes and figure out like what out or like what do I want to wear today? Oh, uh,
1: sometimes. You, and then if I take longer then a minute i just throw on the first three things
2: i see yeah i'm just like all right taking too long mm-hmm. i'm very similar long. it's like in high school i i pretty much only wear black jeans <laughs> yeah and that was like my thing
0: and you had the uh the purple sweatshirt or that was middle school maybe or the like long sleeve um it's like a, I um i think it was a sweatshirt maybe it was a long sleeve shirt it's like the
2: purple like was it striped
0: yeah yeah it was a cool um, sweatshirt i miss it <laughs> Also, I want to talk about the uh, your Venmo stuff and uh, how your account got hacked. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Like-
1: yep. So my my account on Venmo got hacked. Uh-oh. And there was, like ghost, there was like three ghost accounts that were pretty much sucking out my money that I didn't actually have. Mm-hmm. So at one point, I was negative three grand in my bank, which was pretty scary. And so like, I called the bank. I called Venmo. They told me that they were going to fix it. And so eventually it did get fixed. But I think that's the biggest scary thing about that is just like knowing that somebody had my information yeah, and not knowing what to do without any money at all. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, I definitely became more thrifty after that point and (laughs) checked my bank account every single day because I was definitely not in the habit of doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so I learned my lesson from that. And that's, I, I took it as what can I learn from this? And it's like, all right, I need to check my bank account every day. All right, I need to like do all this stuff, like have more security on my account and be way more protective of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's why I tried to pull out of it. And it was definitely nerve wracking. I think I almost had a heart attack because yeah, well, you look it was you. right before finals and I was just like, Stressed. I didn't want to worry about it, but like yeah. it was something you had to worry about. Mm-hmm. This is yeah.
0: Yeah. That sounds insane. I don't know what I would do if that kind of thing happened. It's well, like,
1: at least it worked out.
2: Yeah, no, defense. it did. Yeah. So like that's
1: I talked good. to Venmo and I talked to the bank and they're like, okay, like we understand. And so Venmo refunded me, all that stuff because it wasn't actually real money. It was just like, because they like were just taking it from an empty sort. account. Right. Okay. And so it was just it was just a weird situation because That's strange. usually yeah usually you'd think that the like Venmo would be like oh, nope there's no money in this account you can't take it yeah. but mm-hmm. it, in the way that it was set up I was just able to take it.
0: Yeah. That's wild, but yeah. it's good that everything is squared up and yeah. you pre- now you're very more conscious of your oh, yeah. funds
1: way more conscious I on like night and day difference now so I definitely I think it was like that type of risk like there was with how it worked out it almost seemed like there was really no risk with it Mm. and so I'm really like that was a definitely like a good lesson to learn yeah about my finances and just checking it every day where I didn't lose a lot because it wasn't necessarily my money Mm -hmm. it just was a very like huge scare Mm -hmm. so
2: that's cool i think it's a very like safe way to sort of learn a lesson yeah
1: exactly yeah and so that was i'm i'm thankful for that yeah i'm thankful for that experience i like you learned but you
2: didn't lose anything
1: yeah oh that's another thing about gratitude so um i'm very thankful for all the experiences that i go through whether it's good or bad because they because i look at it every as everything as a lesson there's something to be thankful for inside of it Mm -hmm. and so i'm thankful that i got caught yeah drinking and driving because God knows if if I were to not get caught, would I still be doing it? Yeah. And so would I be taking my life as seriously as I do now mm-hmm. because I got caught? And so I'm thankful for all those experiences.
0: Yeah that's another hard thing I think a lot of people uh, cope with or understand is that finding that uh, negative situation and is actually pretty beneficial in some regards because you can learn from it and it makes you, like you're just talking about, like it could make you a much better person in the long run. It's just really hard to see in the moment.
1: Yeah. Oh, it is. Because like the initial shock of it, like you just, you have like these value system of how you want to react, mm-hmm. but you almost need to just interrupt that to kind of get the most healthy reaction and just be like, nope. Like, what is actually going on? How should I react? And it's okay to, like, react in an angry way mm-hmm. because that's just how you feel. And yeah. after that, to not let it sit sit inside you. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So one last topic I want to talk about. Eli, like, moved his computer over <laughs> to remind me. We were talking about New Year's. You so.
2: ruined the illusion, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to come up naturally. Brought the fourth wall. <laughs> no, man. Well, the third wall.
0: Yeah, what were we were talking about earlier. Like, just be raw. Be real. Yeah. It's
2: like, that was All what right, people. You know what? Here's what happened. <laughs> I thought we were wrapping up the podcast, so I quickly typed New Year's onto my computer and moved it over to Ian so he could see and remember what we were gonna talk about. And that's what happened. So right
0: right now, I know me and uh, Aaron talked about New Year's at work a couple weeks ago, but uh, right now is like the th- second, third week of 2019, so I think it's right about that mark where people are kind of falling out from their New Year's resolutions or their goals or whatever. Less and, people at the gym. Yeah. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> But um, I was just curious. Well, first all, I want to ask Eli, like, what are your opinions on New Year's resolutions, and do you make them every year? Like, how do you? I
2: don't. I don't make them, really. Ever. I don't think I ever have. But mm-hmm. there's resolutions, sort of. I or goals rather. I make on my own time. Yeah. I don't think that the turning of it's. I think it's cool for some people because it works. Mm-hmm. But it's just not something I do. Yeah. But I guess something maybe that I would call a resolution for my year be to work on this upcoming project I have with a couple people. I I really want to make it happen and I I'm willing to work hard and hope it goes somewhere
0: mm-hmm. and just keep developing and learning. Yep. Um, I definitely, I agree with that. Um, like it doesn't take a new year rollover to set new goals. You know, you, I think you should, if you need to change or something that you want to strive for, don't wait, a, you know, nine months to set the new year to make <laughs> right. the resolution. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the best Best time to start is now.
0: Exactly. But it's like, if it takes the new year to motivate her, and it's like, oh, new year's, new me, whatever, and you actually, like, are devoted to making that change, then sure, fuck it. Make some New Year's resolutions. Yeah,
1: like, you're not against it, but, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. I find myself, whenever I wait for a certain date to do it, I just end up not doing it. Really? Yeah. It's just like, unless I do it now, it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. So.
0: <laughs> I think... I'm like that to an extent, but I also, if I write it down and I put it like a, in my planner in my schedule, like for the week and I write stuff down and to do this, this day, that, that day, I think that helps a lot for me too. Oh yeah.
1: I'm thinking more like, like a change of habit. Like if it's oh, something okay. that like I'm habitually doing, yeah, yeah, it's easier. But like, if I'm like, all right, I'm going to change my lifestyle this day. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not going to happen that day. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you got to do it now mm-hmm. and yeah, this is the best time to do it.
0: 100%. I think, yeah, if you're, if you're waiting, you'll always be waiting. If you're, if you're waiting for the right time, waiting for the right scenario, it's like, it's never the right time. It's yeah. never the right scenario.
2: You're always going to find an excuse. Yeah. There's so always
1: what, something wrong or something going on that you have yeah. to get around or something like that. It's yeah. good to have
2: honesty with yourself. That's cool that you, like, think that. That you're, like, aware of that. It's like, oh, if I don't do it now, it's not going to get done. Yeah. It, some people work their way around that and blame it on other things, which is i think very common to do oh yeah mm-hmm.
1: no i i try to be as honest with myself as possible no matter like what it is like what is really brutal or if it's like m- lifts me up it's mm-hmm. like you got to know yourself you got to know what you're going to do and what you're not going to do and you have to look at yourself like you're a different person yeah like you're somebody that you care about and yeah you just a, you have to look at yourself like you're just one, another one of your friends yeah because that's pretty much what you are you you don't that's what you are to them and, yeah yeah and you don't scary. know yourself as well as you think you do mm-hmm. like unless you look at yourself honestly and just be like all right this is what i'm actually gonna do like this would probably be the right answer but i know i'm not gonna go to like that full extent so maybe like what am i actually willing to do mm-hmm. in this moment okay
0: and it's also cool, too, because when you get to that level, it's like, so if I know this is what I want to do, or this is what this is what actually is going to happen because that's my personality and that's what I've been doing, but I want it to go this way. Then you can kind of change it a little bit and be like, all right, well, I'm going to take action so I can get over here instead of still staying in this route. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I guess, for example, so, like, I, I used to have a pretty bad lifestyle, like, in just terms of, like, eating junk food, all this stuff, just, like, smoking a lot of weed, like, just... Mm-hmm. A lot of different, just like kind of bad habits, and like you you know the right answer like in my head, like all my life' I've been told the right answer, like mm-hmm. like yeah, you need to work out, you need to eat healthy, I know all these foods that I need to do to eat healthy, I need to wake up on time, funny enough, um <laughs> I need to wake up on time, I need to do all these things, and it's like, yeah, I know that right answer, but I don't necessarily feel it, and I'm not like my mentality is not ready for that, and mm-hmm. so to kind of take those little steps towards that goal because it can't just happen all at once and that's yeah. what I used to try to do is like alright well I need to work out eat well all this stuff I try to do it in a day and yeah. it's like
0: you jump like two flights of stairs without walking up yeah a couple like, steps you're, the,
1: you're like I couldn't that's not sustainable because my habits don't match it right and so like that's my piece of advice It's like that's start cool. small
0: <laughs> yeah it's a, that's a good piece it's always
1: yeah start start small and start now yeah exactly so there you go I need that in t-shirt
0: <laughs> start small start now yeah um cool well this about wraps everything up uh i appreciate you coming on it's been fun yeah it's been awesome any last words you for the people
2: uh the hippies are still sometimes right <laughs> call I back
0: mean, this is true cool um <laughs> well with that Uh, i hope i wish you all the best i hope you have a great rest of your day night morning wherever you're listening to this and um always remember make some happiness do what you love start now start small make good decisions and make sure you make decisions because i don't if you just don't make decisions and you're not doing anything (laughs) all right take it easy